1: Watching game time decisions. I am Gabriel and I'm on the grin and souls, the raging redhead Cam Stewart. We're also on the clock uh, right now as well. Games, games, and more games uh, playoff, uh, playoff chase games, playoff games, bubbles, hubs, and everything else in between. Kevin Walsh is going to step up and in in a couple of minutes. We're going to run the gauntlet uh, NBA. We're going to run through uh, game by game, rapid fire NBA. Very important game coming up. Um, in about 30 minutes time uh, between the Memphis Grizzlies and a struggling New Orleans Pelican team. Now listen, the Grizzlies haven't won either. So this game is real big, but don't look now, the team that we all said cared the least and nobody talked about at all, the San Antonio Spurs. It's amazing. The Spurs have already played themselves into a play-in, and at this rate, the Spurs are going to, like, cruise past everybody, and they're not even, like, you know what I mean? They're going to be the ones in the playoffs, and they won't even be playing in a play-in. It's crazy, Cam, is it? Nobody talked about the Spurs. Demar's going off. The Spurs just keep winning basketball games. They're only two back. You only have to get within three. Like, they're a game and a half into a play-in series right now, the Spurs.
2: Yeah, that's why narratives suck. Uh, You know, you watch these shows. Oh, the Spurs, the Spurs. Oh, no one should be there. Yeah, they're the opposite. Like, things are happening too. Like, Gabe, what have we learned about sports over time? Crazy things happen in sports, man. It just doesn't go according to plan. And no, the Spurs have been obviously the biggest surprise so far. I don't know what we're going to do with these 605 games. I think it's me, you, and Kyle. I think I'm going to take Ja Morant over the points in this game. I think we can get to 20. I really want to take the dogs, and I'll tell you something. After all the overs so far, all, the Raptors game went under, and these two games are on pace to go under. So I think a 3-0 and start to the under today in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be careful about t- I don't like the over. 640 Eastern tip-off uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies and the Pelicans. Uh, the total's 236. It's just too high. You need such yeah. a clean ride. Uh, The Pelicans are a tough team to get a read on right now. Uh, Lonzo Ball is struggling. Zion's not really playing much. He's playing about 15 minutes a game uh, only. Memphis are a better fundamentally sound basketball team uh, than the Pelicans are. I'm going to be looking at the points. I'm going to be looking at the points, plus the points. And, in fact, I'm all about the underdogs uh, tonight in the International Basketball Association. Uh, We got games going on uh, right now. And, you know, we're off to a good start today. Um, I did not have a good day uh, yesterday. We had a great uh, Friday. We had a great Saturday. Uh, but I was on the wrong side of everything. I had the Toronto Maple Leafs. I had so the Vancouver I. Canucks. I got two teams. Took the they while. didn't score one yep. goal between the two teams. Yeah, like is it? Great pass. Great pass. <laughs> I know. I know. The, like, the, I the, the only score. teams. <laughs> the only teams who don't score, Leafs
2: and Canucks. Great start, guys. Great start to the playoffs. Anyway, uh, yeah. I don't know, Morency, I I don't know what to tell you. It's just... It's just one of those things. It's, uh, I got to give Minnesota a lot of credit, though, the way they played. Like some of these teams, it's exactly what you talk about. Like the Spurs, you're like, oh, Minnesota's horrible. They're a horrible hockey team. It's like, no, they're actually, they look good. It's crazy. The NBA would opposite. It seems to be opposite day, but do like a few favorites in hockey. But I'm looking, I, I think all underdogs in the NBA in the remaining games have a chance.
1: Uh, so do I. So I'm going to be, I'm looking at the underdogs. We're going to get into the NBA games. We'll break them down game by game. Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans Pelicans, San Antonio Spurs, Philadelphia 76ers, and the LA Lakers and the Utah Jazz. That's the one that I might be a little bit cautious uh, of. I don't like going against uh, the Lakers. They're going to be in a bad mood. Um, It's going to be a lot easier for them playing against the Utah Jazz uh, than it was the uh, Toronto Raptors uh, over the weekend. As the Raptors have brought their lunch pail. Uh, to the bubble while well, everybody else is uh, playing uh, track meet uh, basketball the Raptors are kicking it old school Eastern Conference style and it's a problem for other teams shout out to all of our radio affiliates uh, right now I am Gabriel Redson you're listening to Game Time Decisions we're kicking it with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart Kevin Walsh from the Grids. going to step up and then join us in a couple of moments time we're going to get into the card uh, here tonight uh, the Rangers and the Canes have already thrown it down, and it's been the uh, great digger special in the National Hockey League uh, so far yeah. <laughs> since the return. Ten and 2 yeah, yes. ten unders. Only been uh, only been two overs, and of course, uh, by the way, Ken, yeah, only been two overs. And I was on the under in the Nashville yeah. Arizona game, and uh-huh. I like, tried to go uh, Connie Contrarian, and I took the uh, the Preds. I'm like, like, like you said, the narrative. I'm like, I'm hey, an idiot. Says I know. The Preds suck. I'm taking them down 3 1. I nearly come back and win, but I, I I know.
2: Here's the thing. What were the narratives too? You're watching, like I'm watching, uh, yeah, NBA games, hockey games. I flick around. Exactly. We said, oh, these goaltenders are gonna come out rusty. Yeah, really? Oh, they've been. I, I've never seen Alex Daylock like stand on his headlight. Like he is was fantastic against the Canucks. And what about? Oh, Columbus goes to the backup goalie, right? He he's on fire. Corpusallo. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. These goalies aren't ready to play Merenzi. So basically, what we're saying, opposite. That's the way you think about it. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting evening, buddy. I'm I kind of like favorites on the ice and. Uh, dogs on the hardwood.
1: Well, we're we'll getting into the series prices uh, over at FanDuel uh, National Hockey League uh, series prices because now you've got an opportunity to step up if you think that the Edmonton Oilers are going to bounce back. The Oilers are plus money in this series. That's, I know. that's the be- that's the crazy thing about a five game series. I like, love these it. These big underdogs went to favorites after one game. Normally, it's two games in a seven game series. And it, put it this way, Ken. Like, right now at FanDuel, the Edmonton Oilers are plus 144. Like, that's, that's insane. It's at a great price. And like, after one game, after one game of a seven-game series, no way. That would be after two games. All right, they're down 2 nothing. Now it's plus 140 or something. You're getting them after one game. If you believe the Edmonton Oilers are just going to sort of shake it off, I'm not so sure they are, uh, to be honest. I'm leaning with the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll get your take on this game yeah. uh, this evening. It's going to be hard for the Canadians to steal the first two, but they could. You know, they, they could. Um, I'm not really into the other games. I haven't bet any of the other games. Have you? I haven't bet the non-playoff games. We'll get to this on the other side of more. We're talking basketball and hockey. Game time decision continues. I am Game of Red, so we're kicking it with a raging redhead.cam. redhead.com. Still, we're on the clock. We've got a bunch of games are going to break down. NHL, NBA, we will get into the baseball as well. A couple of uh, props of Identified. You know, I'm really uh, thinking outside the box here, actually. Nobody's talking about Aaron Judge and hitting home runs at all. So, you know, I, I figured I'd be the only one. But honestly, I don't know. We're jumping in probably a little late on this. Uh, but it is uh, it is plus 280 at Fanduel, that Aaron Judge hits a home run, plus 280. And I suspect that the man that joins us right now already has that in his portfolio with his Yankee pennant uh, behind us. Kevin Walsh steps up. But What's up, Kevin? How you doing? What do you think about that, Aaron Judge? Are we late to the party? Plus 280, then he hits a home run tonight. Pretty. I thought it'd be lower odds, to be honest. I
3: I think so as well, but people are probably like, ah, does he do it six games in a row the only thing I remember is being on this show, being asked for an AL MVP, saying Aaron Judge, and being ripped to shreds. So it just goes to show that being a little bit of bias can go a long way. Boy, is he fantastic! No, I, I don't. The last thing I remember, I don't I remember you, up, like, you that, being on know. the show. Yeah, I
1: don't remember us no. for Aaron Judge. We called you no, no, Judge. I, mean, I exactly. remember you. Like you remember you pimping the Lakers up on Friday against the Raptors. I remember that that's, part the of that's
3: it, but... not true. The <laughs> match <all> that's a full-on lie.
1: That's the bad third. I felt third. bad after right after the game I said Kevin a gif. I didn't even say anything. It was just that chick like spitting her coffee out. Yeah, yeah, the oh, next yeah. day I was like the next day I was like God oh, was kind of unprovoked. i, I, I did not to do that. But... Yeah, was...
2: <laughs> Kevin's, our, Kevin's, Kevin's our friend. We don't want to antagonize.
3: <laughs> uh, i thought i, I thought the is. gift was subtle but it was it was worth mentioning so it worked for me <laughs> oh,
2: Francie, yeah, i'm yeah. gonna it tell you all, something all though i love you but you're too late to go for the party don't do it like it's just the, the guy's well, done it five touched. games in a row yes yeah i'm just saying like that's the problem like yeah if you did it from the start and like whatever you'd be counting your money right now it's just no uh, no he I hits home
1: runs like you drink pepsis he's hitting another one <laughs>
2: I'm just saying, whatever. Do what you, you got to do, buddy. I hope he hits a home run for you. No, It's not that simple. I know he's been on fire. It's just
1: not that easy. It's hard yeah, it to hit. It's home just run. like Seinfeld. It's just like Seinfeld. I promise the kid you're going to hit two. what you tell me? Two for. It's hard to hit <laughs> two? one. Two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody hits two home runs. Sure, they just go up and hit another home run. Listen, like I said, the guy hits home runs casually. Smoke, you know what though? I've already played it. There's not like if yeah. it's already done. It's in.
2: It. <laughs> it's in. That's awesome. <laughs> There's no turning oh, back.
1: Man. It's in. Not only that, I wish I was getting more odds that he does it in his first at bat. Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, like right away, bam! There it is. It's out of the way. Look, the major league baseball record is eight games, right? So, you know, you know he's he's got his eye on that. At least, at least he should. Uh, have his eye on that but you're right and it, remember the over under for most home runs hit this year was 20 and a half at uh, fan duel so mm, quite we the like start. the over there <clears throat> yeah, quite the start for judge uh yeah that, that 20 and a half is uh the equivalent of 51 and a half uh, or 50 51 excuse me 51 so um uh, great great start uh, right there all right two two capitals and lightning uh, right now dallas stars in vegas coming up uh, in, in, in about 20 minutes, we'll get Cam's take on that. But like I said, we're focusing more on the playoff hockey games. And then and, and let's get into these NBA games. So I got to be honest. Like, I, I was expecting more from the Pelicans, uh, Kevin. It's amazing. Me and Cam were talking about how narratives don't really mean anything. And usually the, the media narrative, it's generally it's the opposite. Thing. that actually transpires. Yeah. But it's weird because the Pelicans look good in the scrimmage games, in the exhibition games. Yeah, they look good. Like yeah. They looked really good. And then as soon as they started playing for real, now listen, they weren't terrible in the first game. They were Brandon Ingram shot away uh, from winning that basketball game, but they did blow a 16-point lead. They were exposed uh, defensively. Then they just got murdered um, by the Clippers. They're lucky that the Grizz haven't won, but me and Cam were talking earlier that the, the Grizz aren't the problem. Suddenly the Spurs are the hot team. Yeah. And the Spurs are like playing themselves into the playoffs right now. Twenty-two straight years, the Spurs have made the playoffs. But looking at this game, guys, I can't justify. It. We look anybody. Uh, I can't look into the camera right now and tell anybody. You know what? You can lay five points with this Pelicans team right now. I'm taking the underdog. I'm taking the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, what's your take on the game, Kevin?
3: Yeah. So the the issue for the Pelicans is. Blowing that first game. The second game, they were always going to be dogs. And if the Clippers lost that first game to the Lakers, which they did, it was always going to be an uphill battle. But they blew that game, and then everything started to look worse. Now, look, they had a little uh, two-game run-in with with Memphis around the back end of January. where They won the first meeting by 10 in Memphis, and then they hosted them, uh, and they beat that team by 28. I mean, they blew the doors off of them. And, look, I – it's a tough one, because I don't want to lay five with a team that looks this bad. But I, we've seen this a lot in the NBA, man. When it is time to zig, you better get ready to zag. Memphis has had yeah, two Memphis pretty tough losses. Two, games
0: too.
3: I two, two tough losses. I, Memphis has looked better. They, for some reason, don't – they're not hungry enough to start these games. They keep letting themselves get down and, and be a little vulnerable. I know sometimes I get cute with these plays, but I think even the Pelicans in the first half – Might be a decent way to attack this game, lay a little bit of a smaller number, uh, and hope that they maybe have a little bit more fire in their belly entering this game. But even the total's scary. 236, I should be slamming it over. These teams were playing 240s comfortably during the regular season. But the the offenses haven't even been where, where you've expected them.
2: Cam? Yeah, um, the totals, uh, so far I told you, it's NBA under day. We've seen overs. All, unlike hockey, it's the NBA's over. It's it's the opposite it, league to league, but I think i got to take the points with the Memphis Grizzlies. The difference with Memphis losses is they've been competitive. They could have beat Portland at the end. Portland came back. They forced overtime. That was a tough break for them, and they just didn't have any gas in overtime. They've been very good. I, I think I'm going to take the points with Memphis. I still believe in this team, Renzi. I will take the five. I think it's a tight game. If I think the underdog can win the game, which I do, I will We'll take the points, not a huge play, but give me the Grizz.
1: One thing that's interesting has been the amount or the um, the amount of time that uh, Zion's been on the bench, actually, he's only played about 15 minutes a game, uh, so far okay. in the two in, in the two games, which is interesting. So, we stay away, uh from, uh, from the Zion prop. There's a prop that I played, I've been playing, I played it in the regular season all the time, too. And we were kidding about uh, Aaron Judge flying under the radar, and I was being sarcastic. Uh, obviously, because I know there's somebody else. I oh, wasn't talking about but everyone's talking about her um, But Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, you're not really a household name, Dylan Brooks, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but his three point prop is always one and a half. And I used to nail this in a regular season all the time with him as well. He takes quite a few threes, and it's only one and a half. Now, he easily hit, uh, you know, he's been hitting this. I'm going back to it once again. Minus 154 right now, listed a fan duel. Dylan Brooks made threes. That's a prop that I'm going to take again. But I'm not getting cute with the props in this game. And I'm staying away from the total as well. If I have to bet it, I think it's going to go under. Uh, Memphis don't want to get into a track meet. I think it goes under. I think Memphis will uh, impose their will more than the Pelicans uh, will. And I'm going to take the plus five. And I'm going to take Dylan Brooks over... One and a half three point shots made. So, we were just talking about the Spurs uh, before. Spurs playing some good basketball right now. DeJounte Murray is uh, is playing great. DeMar DeRozan is like ultra. He's just, and the guy gets out of bed and puts 23, 25, 28 up on the board. It's just what he does. Um, they're, they're getting points here tonight against the Philadelphia 76er team, Kevin. I think we could say same old, same old. Like, team chemistry is a problem with this team. Every player that ever leaves the Sixers always says the same thing. There's a lot of talent in that room. They've got a lot of issues in that room. And now even guys, like, in the room say that. Remember Tobias Harris, like, a couple of weeks ago. He said, we're good. But he goes, I don't know. He goes, we have weird chemistry. He goes, there's a lot of, you know. He goes, it's not good chemistry on our team. And he spoke openly about it. You're one day into the bubble and Shake Milton and Embiid nearly get into a fist fight, bro. <laughs> like, this, it's the same old, same old. You can't trust this team laying points and it's going up. I'm all over the Spurs in this game, guys.
3: I'm nervous because the thing is, the Sixers will let you down time and time again, but Spurs yeah, on a back to back and Embiid should be able to dominate. Yeah, a neutral this game. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but it's, it's still back to back days. When, when was the last time the Spurs played a back to back? Go look up how many days it's been since the Spurs had to play a back-to-back basketball game. All right,
1: let me ask you something. When's the last time the Philadelphia 76ers won a game, not in Philadelphia?
3: Yeah, probably a long time. Huh? Huh? Not, no Fine. doubt about it. <laughs> 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 no, it's crazy. I, 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 we were talking with big man yeah. on campus last
1: night he was from Philly, and a Sixer fan. Like, we know they can't win on the road. I didn't know what it was going to mean on a neutral setting, but I, I think this team just can't win anywhere else besides Philadelphia.
0: SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Game time decision continues. I am we Wrench, with it down uh, with the raging redhead, Cam Stewart, and uh, SportsGrid's Kevin Walsh, joining us right now. We're talking NBA uh, basketball. Got a couple of minutes, Memphis and New Orleans. Kevin, so you're laying, you're cautiously or you're um, you're nervously, I should say. You're nervously laying the five with the Pelicans here?
3: Yes, but you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to roll with the, the Pelicans' first half team total of 60 and a half. If they're going to play well, they're going to score. Maybe Memphis does as well. I know 60-and-a-half, again, is a lot, but for this team, they can easily do that. And I just want to say I had a research department, i.e. myself, uh, look up the uh, Sixers' last road win versus the uh, Spurs' last back-to-back. Uh, back-to-back for the Spurs, March 2nd, March 3rd. The Sixers' last road win, March 5th at Sacramento. Ooh, Wow. They actually,
1: beat. Yeah, it's By like two the kids that doesn't count. Tight race. <laughs>
3: right? That's really I don't think tight. Embiid or uh, Ben Simmons probably played in that game either. So, but yes, very, very close. Very lucky that they played Sacramento.
1: People, um, people in our chat, uh, are all loving uh, Joel Embiid props, uh, tonight. Are you
3: buying into that? The Joel Embiid goes off tonight? It's don't you always get nervous when the props are too easy? But yeah, I mean, there's no reason for him. I mean, he had 40 and 20 in that first game. There's nothing the Spurs can throw at him to stop him from doing that again. There's absolutely nothing that they have.
1: I took it. I took the uh the classic total points and rebounds, assists um with, with mm-hmm. Embiid uh the other night. I don't mind it. We talk about it on the show a lot though. The star player props are those are the, sh- the sharpest numbers. Sharp. Right. You want, mm-hmm. you know, you want to f- fly under the radar and find that 10 and a half guy, the 11 and a half, 12 and a half point guy. Uh, but some of these stars, you know, step up, man, and they're consistent. Speaking of which, DeMar DeRozan is uh, is pretty consistent. I'd like to check in on, on the point prop uh, there. So, so, what are you doing with this game, Kevin? What's the final word? And we'll get sk- Cams pick. What's your final decision here? The Sixers and the Spurs?
3: I am going um, very conservative. Very much opening myself up for a disastrous night. Sixers Yankees money line parlay
1: all right captain shock in the house oh, look at this well, guy how come you're not <laughs> Lakers on top of that yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah don't and, worry i'll so speak to him on Endgame get- game live at eight o'clock gabe after yeah. after you i got this guy yeah don't worry there'll be a lot of laker <laughs> love on kevin's cart i'm quite aware uh, there anyway i gotta see save some bullets for the pga championship this week uh, we got golf's first major but gabe i gotta take memphis it's one of those teams they're snake bitten. i get it oklahoma city can. Blow these guys out. They have the potential to. Is Zion going to play a few more minutes? He could. I know he's pissed off that he's not getting key minutes. But Memphis has some good players on their team, too. You know, I think uh, this is a grind-em-out game. i got to take the generous points with the Grizzlies.
1: Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Wow. DeMar DeRozan's prop is 21 and a half. Seems a little uh, light. 21. I'm surprised about that. In you know, a regular season, it got up to like 23 and a half, 24 and a half. And That's where... I, mm-hmm. I know Kyle Hamburg um, in Atlanta, who's tuning in uh, right now in our chat. He used to ride this Demar uh, on a nightly basis. The prop uh, over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump back. Uh, I'm going to jump back in uh, on this with Demar Rosa tonight. I'm taking. I'm taking the San Antonio Spurs. I'm also taking the Memphis Grizzlies. We're on the points for the Grizzlies, and as we stated, Dylan Brooks is our player prop special. Dylan Brooks over one and a half three point shots uh, made. Fan duel minus minus one fifty four. Grizzlies plus five as well. The Laker game, this this one's a trickier one here tonight. The total's 217. The Lakers were stymied. You know, the the Raptors' defense just suffocated the Lakers. They scored 92 points, 103 possessions. Utah's a good defensive team as well, but I think this is going to be a higher scoring game uh, this evening. The total is fair, 217. I'm looking at the over in this game. I'm having a hard time with the side on this though, uh, This one, uh, Kevin. I kind of want to take the Jazz, uh, but it wouldn't shock me if the Lakers bounce back uh, here. I'm looking at the over 217. That's what stands out to me right now. What are you looking at in this game?
3: There's a very, very real chance that the Lakers completely roll this team. They, they've been a poor matchup for the Jazz uh, in the two meetings that they had with them. The Lakers seemed like they did want that game against Toronto, so the fact that they weren't able to get it Uh, is probably going to add some extra fire to them. And if we think about for the Pelicans not collapsing against the Jazz, the Jazz would be as bad as I think a lot of us thought they might be coming into this restart without Bogdanovich and uh, just not being sharp because they looked awful against the Thunder. Uh, The Jazz team total 53-and-a-half in the first half. They've not scored that many points in the first half of either of these games, nor did they get to that number in the first two meetings with the Lakers during the regular season, nor have the Lakers allowed more than that in the first two games of this restart. And if you want to go with a player prop, this is very much so narrative-driven. Yes, it's a superstar. It will be a sharp number on LeBron, but he has had two very bad scoring performances to start this restart. Usually he picks his spots when he wants to wake up, 24.5 24-and-a-half is not a bad number. I could see LeBron having 30 tonight.
1: Cam, what are you doing with this uh, late game, if anything? You can pass on it if you want.
3: Oh, I, and I will. I want to
2: take the Jazz big time, but say this: this game just reeks. The Jazz could cover. The Lakers could blow them out. I don't know, man. I got I got a lot of money on these hockey games tonight with the Penguins and Oilers too. So you know, there's only so much. Hey, we're we're doing okay. We had Justin Thomas this week, but uh, we're we're still we got to diversify. The Leafs really uh, pissed me off on Sunday too, Marantz. You know me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna bet on the hometown team. Yeah, whatever. Bunch of jerks. They sucked.
1: Yeah. I don't know if uh, you can tell uh Kevin, but uh Cam's uh, a little surly uh today. So all right, let's let's get into the baseball. Uh you mentioned the Yankees and you know, listen, the Yankees, you can sort of like, oh, you're putting the Yankees in a parlay. Minus three hundred against the Philadelphia Phillies, a pretty big number. Except mm-hmm. Garrett Cole just doesn't lose baseball games. What's twenty-four right. straight starts? This guy hasn't been on a losing uh losing end uh, of a baseball game, so that's the thing. But I tell you, that number is pretty high, Kevin. I understand why you're putting it in a parlay instead of playing it. It's just, you know, I, I'd like to take the Philadelphia Phillies here. I, you know, they probably hang around in the game but don't win.
3: I'm really tempted. Man, like the Yankees, that's a massive it's a good number. good spot for the Phillies. It's Very a, good spot. Is it though, here's my thing, Cam. These guys have not seen real live pitching now in well over a week. And their welcome back is Garrett yeah. Cole. No, thank you. Now, minus 300 point. is ridiculous. So that's why mm-hmm. I have to put in a parlay. Like, if I lay one and a half, I'm still laying minus 146. I can't do that. But the only angle to me to back the Phillies is probably paired with an under. I do not see how the Phillies take advantage of Garrett Cole being on the mound.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very good point to your raise. They're in a weird spot. They've only played three games all season.
3: They've got three this games, thing, too, and now like, they can see Garrett
1: Cole after that layoff? Yeah. It's the same thing with like the St. Louis Cardinals. Like people all you you, you make up the games after, but they put you putting yourself in a tough spot. You're falling behind. The Cubs are winning all the time. You're not playing. And then you know, you come back and you better win uh when you come back. It's a weird season this year, obviously. Uh Jacob deGrom and Soroka on the hill. Guys, this was uh this is what the this is the opening day matchup. Uh, actually. Soroka still hasn't Mm -hmm. got a win. He's a lot like uh, Jacob DeGrom. They're not supporting him, uh, but he's been pitching great. This is the strikeout prop game that I was looking at uh, here. Both the numbers, you know, Soroka's, um, Soroka was three and a half. It's up to four and a half, but on the plus money side right now, plus 124, over four and a half strikeouts. Jacob DeGrom is seven and a half right now, minus 122. Any opinion, um, Walsh, on this uh, Mets-Braves game?
3: Let me just also point out, by the way, very odd that FanDuel does not have a Garrett Cole strikeout prop listed. Typically, for a pitcher like that, they would have it. I think it also shows that they're unsure what to do there. When it comes to the DeGrom strikeout prop, though, I like where you're going because I tried him in in his second start and it didn't come home, but he had eight strikeouts and only five innings of work in that first game against the Braves. So I think over 7.5 is very doable.
1: I like the Soroka, too. I think Soroka was doable. I liked it better at 3.5 because it was a low number, but I still think he can get to five. You're getting that at uh, plus money, Cam. You any interest in the Mets uh, Braves game, uh, or we move into the, we got the Indians and the Reds. Uh, the uh, the Reds are minus one eighty-two. Tribe plus one forty right now. Total is eight. Cam, what's your take?
2: Yeah, first first off, um, I think the total uh, in the Mets uh, uh, Mets Mets Braves game could be a little high. Why is it at eight? I don't in some baseball games recently that's a bad number it's cleveland or nothing
1: pass talking about strikeout uh props and i noticed that as well Off i don't know because it wasn't a rotation game or or what the deal was and i could have swore man there's so much going on now it's overwhelming but i could have swore it was up earlier in the day kevin
0: um mm-hmm.
1: it was like eight and a half uh i thought you know i could be dreaming but speaking of the strikeout props sunny gray on the hill here tonight and you know it's funny because Sonny Gray didn't pitch well with, with the Yankees. He was okay, and and people remember he said he goes, "Man, they mess with my pitches. I never was never comfortable." He goes, "Every game, every day, they're always talking to me about do this and do that." And he goes, "I just wasn't comfortable." He goes, "It wasn't the city. It wasn't like the pressure." He goes, yeah. "It was basically the pitching coach and mm-hmm. the organization." He goes, "They mess with me all the time." I remember he came out, Kevin, and he goes, "Just leave me alone and let me throw the ball, man." And then, of course, Yankee fan jumped. Oh, I can't handle the pressure. And remember, everybody said, oh, he's going to go to San Diego. He goes to Cincinnati. He's going to get lit up in that sandbox. Nope. He's been pitching great there. And yep. I was reading. They said, well, you know, you're really in his zone. He goes, yeah, I'm very comfortable out there. He goes, they let me do my thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's working for him. And he's got yeah. 20 strikeouts and two starts so far. His prop is six and a half uh, tonight. I'm looking at the over there.
3: Look, Sonny Gray's a very good pitcher. There's a lot of Yankee fans that still hold uh, ill will over it. Get over it. I I listened to him on that CC Sabathia podcast where he said, there's just even some uh, advanced things that they were doing over there that really helped him become a better pitcher. I noticed the total there is eight, right? That's what, what, uh, with two aces on the mound. I'm kind of going to take an approach with uh, the Dodgers and the Padres where it's Bueller, Paddock, and it's a low number with uh, two still very, very good offenses in that game. And I'll try and go over, even though there are two aces in the mound and Dodgers-Padres.
1: Kevin Walsh uh, with. Sorry, Kevin, before we get you out of here, uh, uh, we're getting out of here. Hang in here. We'll get you out on the other side.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Red, so We're throwing it down with the raging redhead can. Stewart, Kevin Walsh, kicking it with us uh, as uh, well. We're going to get Kevin out of here. We're just going to uh, blast through a couple of baseball games and uh, lock in Kevin's best bet uh, of uh, the night. So as I talked about, guys, I am taking Sonny Gray. He's already played Sonny Gray over six and a half uh, strikeouts uh, tonight, except it's raining there right now. And, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Baseball is just cursed uh, this year. So, uh, Kevin, before we get you out of here, baseball, what are you looking at uh, tonight? I'm focusing more on the hockey. I'm focusing more on the basketball, but I do have quite a few of these early props. I got Soroka over strikeouts. I got Sonny Gray over strikeouts. I got your main man, the Judge Jerry and Executioner. They hit a home run mm-hmm. tonight at plus 280. Um, so, I hope what, what's that the comes best one? Oh, me too. We're going to get this. Uh, we're gonna get the other day, so, against it, but we're doing it you, anyways.
3: You, you guys will appreciate this story, though. Quick. I will tell you, I was in the backyard on the phone with somebody, and uh, I hear while I'm I'm all the way outside, doors closed, AC's on, oh! and I tell the person I'm on the phone with, I go, "I think Judge just homered again," and lo and behold, he homered again. I can hear my dad screaming; he, he's absolutely <clears> loving it. I, I'm glad you're on it. As look, as far as baseball goes for me, Yankees are a part of the parlay. A small dog with the White Sox at plus one hundred and two. I don't know about the Brewers. Anderson getting the start today. I know Lorenzo Cain, obviously. Christian Yelich is a trash can uh, these days. And the Dodgers Padres game over eight at minus one hundred and four.
1: Yeah, big uh, Interesting game uh, tonight uh, between the Dodgers and San Diego. Colorado's a team is flying under the radar, guys. Too, you know, minus one twenty eight tonight at home. Uh, Cam against San Francisco. What do you uh, What do you make, uh, Cam, of the baseball board, especially with some of these uh, earlier games coming up?
2: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'm with Kevin. I think um, uh, the Chicago White Sox with Rod- Rodone at, at plus 102. I think that's the play. I'm not laying any any type of juice with Milwaukee. I kind of agree with them with the over in the the, the Dodgers game, but I also like, uh, I think Colorado's had a great start, but you're giving me Cueto as a dog. I'll, I'll take a shot with the Giants uh, with the better pitcher on, on the hill getting a plus price too. Plus price is all over the board. 109-109,
1: um, we're going to overtime. And it's amazing. Chris Paul, of all people, missed a free throw. (laughs) Oklahoma City could have won the game at the, well, whatever. There was like 2.9 seconds left or whatever, three seconds. He's at the free throw line. They're down one. Chris Paul, the guy's one of the best free throw shooters in the history of the NBA. And remember in that game of horse, he was hitting shots on one foot
3: and stuff. Like, you know, basically, you know. He's shooting 90% this year from free throw. Yeah, Yeah, the boys got the over. Helping out yeah, a friend. Saved over betters. Yeah, the total
2: was yeah. 219, 219 and a
1: half in this game. And if he hits it, um, they don't get there. So it ends up getting there because he only hits um he, <laughs> he hits one, it goes to overtime, depending on your number at 219 and a half. But it's amazing how that uh, how that works out. High drama here. Oklahoma City, a very dangerous team, except they were laying five. And Oklahoma City have gone from sort of being that trendy underdog team to, you know, when they smoked Utah, it was like, all right, the odds makers, Kevin, they're they're not getting beat with these guys anymore. Like early in the year, it was free money with these guys as underdogs. Then they got made to be favorites, and they still cover now as favorites. That's the thing. It it was tough laying five uh, here uh, in this spot, but uh, you can catch Kevin. He's going to be back with the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, tonight in-game live, 8 o'clock uh, Easter, following, uh, following uh, in-game live with me and Cam. So okay, it's, a,
3: it's a marathon with Cam. Yes. <laughs> Cam's always on the doubles. <laughs> I got some uh, buffalo uh, buffalo chicken pizza though, waiting for me in the meantime.
2: Ooh, wish you could send hey, me Kim. a slice. Cam <laughs> likes uh, <laughs> buffalo
3: chicken pizza. He likes doubles too. Uh,
1: you're about he's know. on the doubles. Yeah, he likes dub- double whiskeys, <laughs> double jigs, double doubles.
2: rubs. Triples. Yeah, I like to hit for the cycle. Triples.
1: <laughs> 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 all
2: right,
1: uh, thanks, Kevin. Uh, Have a good right, one, Kevin. Talk Yeah, see you. 111-109 oh, for the Denver Nuggets uh, right now. All right, so Ooh. let's let's get into the hockey. Uh, we talked NBA basketball. We talked Major League Baseball. We'll get into the hockey games uh, right now and somebody's of these, uh, series prices. And as I stated earlier, it's it's amazing the the massive swings in these series prices after just one game, because it's a five-game format. And let's let's take a look at the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks were big underdogs against the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers, people were talking about they were going to roll them 8-2, 7-2. Yep. Uh, they're going to kill them. It's the new eras here. And now the Blackhawks are minus 178 to win the series. The Edmonton Oilers are plus 144. I was very surprised to see that number that high, actually. And I'm tempted. I'm tempted to take the Edmonton Oilers. I just don't trust them. I, I'm not even sure they win tonight, Kim. I don't trust them. Like, Kim, if they get down early tonight, boy, they're in trouble. Like, their, their confidence is going to be shot. They're going to crumble. And let's just be real Canadian teams choking the playoffs. It is what it is. Like, there's. The Leafs get shot out. The Canucks get, like, there's something to this. They haven't won since 1993. It's like throwing money off a balcony betting on these teams from Canada. And, you know, I know they're talented, but how talented are they really? They've got McDavid, and McDavid turned a puck over behind the net, caused a goal. Uh, Dreisaitl's good, but they're terrible defensively. The Blackhawks have all that experience. Do, who's gonna? Who do you think wins this series now? Do you trust the Oilers to come back and win this series?
2: I would. I would take um, at the price you take uh, the Oilers. I just can't believe the Penguins you don't have to lay juice. Like, Carey Price played great in that game. Let's give Montreal a lot of credit. They were the best Canadian team. If you want to, you know, to to break it down, they beat Pittsburgh as a big dog. They got it done. But the Penguins are going to win that series. You don't have to lay juice. I think they win tonight, and I think they're the better team. They wake up and win the series. As for the Oilers, I'm with you. I'm not totally sold, but I will say this. Mike Smith led in a real bad goal. He tried to play the puck. They bounced it in off him. Koskinen's going tonight for Edmonton. as I I think he's a better goal like, I thought Stalock was a better goalie than Doobie, and he played great for Minnesota. I think they rally. I think the Oilers win tonight. And then, Gabe, you're not going to get that price anymore. So, if you like the Oilers, why let you know? I guess you got to do both. You take the plus 148 in the series, you take them tonight. I think uh, them and the Penguins win tonight. I don't like to be, you know, Cammy Chalk, but uh, um, I, I like both of those clubs.
1: I can understand it. I, I, I get it. Um, I, I I get listen, I was on the Pittsburgh, uh, I was on the Pittsburgh Montreal game on Saturday and I was on uh the Montreal Canadiens. I did yep. have the Oilers uh in game one. I'm a Me little too. bit concerned going back to take the Canadiens once again this evening. The Oilers is one of these deals where if you like the like you said, it's a good point. Look, if the Oilers win this game tonight, they're probably gonna win the series. Right? They'll get you know, they'll get their confidence back. But the Blackhawks look good. And yeah, Mike Smith to you know, to be real, yeah, everyone was jumping and attacking him. Actually, when you look at each goal individually, the Not only bad fault. goal was the goal that basically someone banked off of his ass, which that can't happen. Yep, if you're a pro mm-hmm. goal, you can't let someone bank it off your backside like that. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. especially in the first yep. period, like that just True. can't happen. But he was a little rattled. But there was deflections. Uh, one of them was deflected right in front of him. True. Like it took a weird bounce. Wasn't his fault. The other one, McDavid turned a puck over right behind the net. And Buddy just slinged it in front, like right, like that was one million percent on McDavid. There was mm-hmm. another one that it wasn't his fault. Like I said, out of the four, there was only one. But I'm with you. Listen, I've Mike Smith's been done to me for years. I don't I didn't trust him. And I don't really trust this new dude coming. I don't trust Koskinen and all that much coming in here. And and the thing is, the Blackhawks look good. It wasn't just that the Oilers were bad Cam. We gotta give credit to the mm-hmm. Blackhawks. The Blackhawks were good. I agree. Yeah, the block the Blackhawks have
2: Taves. They have very underrated players too. Like people don't know about Alex DeBrinket. Like he's one of the best players in the league. Nobody even talks about these guys. Cool. Like, like they got a lot, they got a lot of young good players. The defense, you know, they're not beat down yet. They're veteran guys who got time off. So you know, the restart makes a lot of sense. Like look at teams that are older, Gabe. Like some like guys on the back end and veterans, like Minnesota. They look good. They've had they've had rest. They've had time off. You know. Columbus has a couple guys, like, they just ran Toronto into the ground. It's just one of those things, and I do agree. I still think, though, let's remember, the Oilers were making a late comeback in that game, and if there was five or six more minutes in the game, I think they actually would have come back. They can flick a switch with Seidel and McDavid, but you're right, McDavid has to be more responsible in his end, and the Oilers, as a team, have to play team defense. Stop floating around all the time and trying to score goals and hang out your goaltender to dry. It's a team effort on defense. The defense was bad, but it was everybody. Collectively, the forwards didn't. Pick up their assignments on the back check. So I like the Oilers to play a, a better game of detail and attention tonight and tie up the series.
1: I'm going to take the Edmonton Oilers tonight. This is it. Like this. This. Like this is it. Oh yeah. They, if they lose like
2: tonight. That. Party's That's over. That. It's over. Right. I, I I'm As far with
1: as, as the Montreal game, Montreal at Pittsburgh. I'm going to go back to like, L once again. Uh, plus one fifty-five. Out of principle. You like Montreal? I think the game. Yeah, I think the game's a toss-up. I think it's going to be another one-goal game. I, it could go to overtime. It could be, you know what I mean, 2-2 too, too late again, whatever. It's a toss-up. I don't view Pittsburgh as this juggernaut, and I, in a pick game, I'm getting plus 155. I know it's tough, but I'm sort of taking out the psychological factor that they're up one nothing. I'm just looking at this neutrally and saying, you know what? It's a toss-up of a game, and it's plus 155. Carey Price is more than capable of winning this game for them. Uh, once again, I like the grit that the Canadians showed. The one thing, though, that you could, like, like the Blackhawks, like, kicked the Oilers' ass. The Canadians sort of they just did. hung on for dear life. It was sort they of like did. a soccer team that we watch, right? Like, exactly. Like, yeah, we know we're not as good, but let's just try our best here. Yeah, let's get there. Let's just get there. And, yeah, I, <laughs> I was agree. like, all right, you blew the 2-0 but hey, it's 2-2, we would have taken that, <laughs> right? Like, they, mm-hmm. they're very, it was almost like... One shift at a time is for the Montreal Canadiens, but I like. Listen, Julian is a good playoff coach, bro. The guy's been deep in the playoffs before, right? Like, um, so he's got experience. I think you know, plus one fifty-five. They're worth. It's worth a shot in the dark. Again, I find it in, so. The totals five and a half. Man, that's tough. Like, it wouldn't shock me if there was an empty net or it was four two. I think when this I game could go under,
2: over. It could go over. Carey Price is an amazing... That's the thing. The Canadians are a dog and they have a goaltending edge. They have a gritty player. Guys like Gallagher, they're good. No, Montreal's a lot grittier than people think they are. Like, they, they come to play. They have some guys that really, really love the game and play hard. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, they need guys other than Crosby and Malkin to step up. But they do... I worry about Matt Murray a little bit. Like Montreal has a significant, in my opinion, goaltending advantage—not just a little one—but Pittsburgh has the pedigree. They have guys that have been there before. I just think they're going to get it done, Gabe. And if they win this game, I think they'll win the series. I don't like to lay the juice with the Oilers and Penguins. I'm going to parlay them as well. But I think both teams rebound and make series tonight. I think both the series are tied at one at the end
1: of the evening. You could parlay both of them the series prices too. You'd actually get a little nice. That's what I'm going to do. If you think I'm going to do Penguins. it all. Uh, and and. Yep. And the Oilers come back. I find it interesting. So everybody loved the over of the first game uh, in game one of Edmonton and Chicago, and it lived up to the hype. There were a million Mm -hmm. goals. I didn't bet the total of the game. I was like, you know, I I thought the Oilers were going to win like 4-1 or something like that. It was 4-1 Chicago after the first period. So (laughs) it was, you know, it went way over the number. Except yeah. they put a five and a half up on the board. It surprises me. I was expecting a six, six and a half here. That's You got a f- that's five crazy. and a half on the board tonight for Chicago and Edmonton. Strange. Very strange.
2: What is it? Yeah, you know what? That's the thing. Like, don't go to the window to rush the bet the over. Like, books don't like to get hammered like that. What does that tell you? They think Edmonton's going to come out and try to play a real defensive game and not be as free-willing as they were when they gave up those weak goals, right? And Chicago doesn't want to get in a track meet with guys like McDavid and Drysettle. It'd be better for them just to capitalize on the Oiler mistakes. The books aren't stupid. They're smart people putting these numbers up. I'm very surprised, though. I thought they would have left it at six flat and just, you know. But at five and a half, you'll have people pounding the over, Gabe. I could tell you that.
1: FanDuel has the Minnesota Wild minus 300. Vancouver Canucks right now plus two. Thirty to come back and win the series. Ooh, that's pretty attractive odds. Plus two. It is attractive. That's a the lot. The Toronto Maple Leafs plus one twenty two. The Columbus Blue Jackets minus one forty eight. And I, I'm not. I'm not saying that Freddie Anderson cost them the game because he made a lot of good saves. Uh, but for the love of God, you can't let that goal in on a scoreless, a scoreless game. Well, we got a final score with the Denver Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. 121 to one thirteen. Denver. 121, 113. Denver. Victorious. Amazing. Chris Paul could have won the game for Oklahoma City. Missed it. Saved over betters. Um, and then uh, Denver end up uh winning the game when it's all said and done. All right, the Cab. So what 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 are you pulling the trigger on here this evening? What do you got?
2: Yeah, we're on Memphis uh, in, in the NBA. That's uh, already been bet. And then uh, next thing we're going to roll with, I like the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, to get it done, Gabe. I don't like the juice, uh, but I'm going to have to take them in, in regulation. And I'm also going to have to parlay them. I like Edmonton minus uh, the 135 against the Blackhawks. I think they bounce back in the series and we're both tied. So Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Memphis Grizzlies and baseball. I like the Chicago White Sox plus 102 and looking at the Giants plus 115 against the red hot Colorado Rockies. All
1: right, so me and Cam are going to be back. Uh, in a couple of minutes, with in-game live, I'll have you cover until eight o'clock? And then Kevin Walsh will step up and in with Cam. I'll be back at midnight uh, tonight. Sports Rage Late Night. First game up here: Philadelphia and the Yankees. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Aaron Judge. I'm jumping on the Aaron Judge uh, hype here. Aaron Judge hits a home run, plus two eighty for a guy that's hit home runs. Uh, he's got six home runs in the last five games, five straight games. Um, I, I'm jumping in here on this plus two eighty. Fair, fair enough. Soroka, Soroka was three and a half earlier in the day, went up to four and a half. It's plus money at four and a half, but I I don't have a problem with the four and a half at plus 124 uh, right now. Soroka over strikeouts. Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray over six and a half strikeouts uh, against uh, the Cleveland Indians, although weather is a factor uh, there. I'm going to, I'm taking a look uh, here. Man, the Cubs, why are the Cubs minus 150, Cam? I don't know.
2: That's too much juice. It's a lot of juice. Yeah,
1: I don't like that.
2: Yeah, a little bit too much.
1: <laughs> too much pulp. I, I don't think it is. I think it's pulp-free. You think it's too low? Low pulp? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ignore him, jumping out of Cubs. That's like the Rockies. All right, we'll be back uh, on the other side.